Well, you shouldn't be nervous. This is not a big deal. Um, because really what we're talking about is just your job. Right. I know. Your every day. Yeah. Your Monday through Friday. Absolutely. And it's a crazy Monday through Friday. You, I think that your Monday through Friday is crazier than my Monday through Friday. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most people like have like that, like, I don't agree with you. You are crazier than mine. No, mine's no. crazier. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, you wouldn't survive. No. Well, I think the kids also wouldn't survive. Like, I think okay. I would make them cry. I don't think I have the patience. Okay. Yeah. For I that mean, they level. would love you, but yeah, it's the, the daily. I think I could do it for like a week. Okay. I was going to say a day for you, but. Well, first of all, we worked together. Like <laughs> I, I did this kind of already. <laughs> I know. I know. For like a summer. Right. But I, but I think now with my experience in middle level education. Right. I, I think I would last a week. Yeah. And then I'd say this is, this needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't last long. No, no, I don't think so. It's not for everybody. It's it not. not for the faint of heart. You need to have a lot of patience. And, right. It, okay, so before we go much further, I should probably introduce you. Um, I'm here with my, a very special guest. My very own sister, <laughs> Alyssa Stein, uh, is a wonderful person for lots of reasons, one of them being... You are an early childhood educator. Is, sure. is that what is that what I would call you? Is that sure. like? I mean, okay. I just say teacher, but but yeah. If well, we're right, be, early childhood. Right, being field. specific. Yeah. That's yeah. You are a teacher within the early childhood yes. education realm. Yes. Um, did so. Let me just backtrack a little bit here. What got you there? And by the way, I would like to say that I think I know what brought you to education. Oh. And I don't think you're going to like what I have to say. Oh, no. Uh, I think I think I brought you to education. No. What? See, I knew you weren't going to like this. I knew you were not going to be a fan you of this. You know what? Let me just tell all of your listeners <laughs> <laughs> that, that this guy here likes to take credit for everything. I distinctly remember growing up saying to the whole family... I want to be a teacher. Oh, my And then, God. as if out of the blue, right, uh-huh, you say, I, too, want to be a teacher. This is what I, this is my memory. No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> I really want to take credit for this. <laughs> well, don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I was... Uh, I don't know, probably like 12, 13, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. young teen, uh, I started to help out in the toddler classroom at our church. Yes. Every Sunday um, for the, the second hour of church. So mm-hmm. I think it was probably so I could avoid going and sitting <laughs> during the sermon because that was boring to me. Right. Well, to a kid, I almost it, yeah, feel like... Yeah, right, right, right. Right. So, um, I just thought I would go play with the kids. And that was... I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I wouldn't say that that's where where my passion started. But that was kind of got me in the door. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. The kids mm-hmm. liked me. I kind of had a way with them. And then... Um, and then after high school, I started working daycare. Right. Um, now... We can get into this later, but I believe that there's a difference between daycare. I know what you're saying. There's a difference between just child care. Yeah. And then educational experiences. Correct. Yes, exactly. Like, because there's a clear difference between babysitting. Right. And that is the biggest thing that I wanted to really do this for because I want people to understand that it's not babysitting. What I right. do is not babysitting. No, 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 no. I would. I actually agree with you on that very, okay. very strongly. Right. I, and, because I've seen what you do. Right. And people who don't understand that and don't know and haven't experienced it, they it, it it's actually very offensive to me. Right. Right. Because because for when like you said when you came out of high school you started working in a I think it's even called a daycare, right? Like, is yeah. it, it in the official name? It's a daycare. Yeah. 
but it was very much a school. Right. And I think that's a really big distinction that we need to make, is that it's a school that you work in. Right. That in the title says daycare. Correct. So, tell me about that. There's way more to it than just babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, we can... Right, we can get into that yeah. then. All right. So let me tell... So backtrack. So then you, okay. you, you're you out of high school. Yeah. You go to college for elementary education because yes. this was back in the day when I... Like like me, too, where the certification was kindergarten through sixth grade. Yes. You get your K through six cert. Yes. With a degree in... Or a secondary in special ed. I oh, thought right. that's what I wanted to do. Right. So then, so then, I, so then what? So then I taught yeah. at um, a school for mm, three months, mm-hmm. um, and it was the worst experience of my life. Right. I was brand new, um, you know, just out of college. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this it was a emotional support, um, fourth and fifth grade, and it was just terrible. And I didn't know what I was doing, and the. I didn't have a whole lot of support in the administration. Yeah. And I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to handle any th- any kind of like first year teaching, but then your first year teaching was like the extreme of the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking I was very nervous because I'm younger than you and I was kind of going along the same path roughly. And you were three months in, and then you were like, I, I, I can't do this. Right. And I remember you coming home and being visibly upset. Yeah, absolutely. At, like, and, I was depressed. In that, right. In that time. Right. It was, I was, you know, making myself sick. And that's really, that's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. So, so, so I, I went back to, to the daycare. Right. Because I was like, this is where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I know this. Um, and then I, that's when my passion for it started. I mm-hmm. developed, I, uh, I got into my own class cause before I was kind of like a floater. I was filling in for people. I was all over the place yep. because I was only there, um, during my, my off times from college. So I would come in the, the couple months in the summer and usually like one month over winter break. Um, so I didn't have a routine. I didn't have a whole class. I didn't have, um, it, it was different, but when I when I went back then, after um, teaching the emotional support, I got my own class. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a consistent coworker, and we just nailed it. Like yeah. we just got into this rhythm and routine, and our kids were learning and growing, and you could see it and. I felt this sense of pride mm-hmm. with my own class and and seeing what um what they were capable of and what they could accomplish and yeah that's when it's Do you think that's where your passion really came from like yeah. in that moment when you really started to see that the kids were getting it yeah. I and mean, it was happening Yeah that's where it came from Yeah mm-hmm. interesting so tell us about your current role. Like, what? Where are you right now? What's because you're kind of in the same role as you just mentioned, roughly similar. That was um that was toddlers. So that okay. was I I think um, my kids were two years old at that time when right. I started just to see the you know if with consistency this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I am in a pre K counts program, which is a a, a state funded program. In uh in the inner city of Reading, mm-hmm. um, we have ages three to five mm-hmm. in our class, and uh, I've been there for about six years now. Right, and what to you are some of like the most important things to know about? And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, am I saying early childhood education is that like the right term? Yep. To use. Yep. So what are some of the most important things that we should know about early childhood education? It's extremely important. The brain develops so much in those young years mm-hmm. that if you wait until kindergarten to do 
to to let the kids experience anything, then they're gonna be behind. I think. Right. It's super important. Yeah, I I mean I I would agree. What what types of things though? Like you said, experiences. What types of experiences are oh, you, do you mean? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. We although we do. We teach letters, we teach counting, we teach shapes and colors and stuff like that. Um, We teach so much more than that that's actually more important. They'll they'll get letters and numbers. They'll get it. It'll come. Right. They go over that in kindergarten. Sure. It's fine. Um, But life skills, social skills that are so important that... If they don't have that till kindergarten, then it's like, then they're learning that on top of right. all these major and here's academic my, things. Right, right. Here's my thing. Not to make you, um, not to make it sound like you don't, like, like it doesn't work what you teach them. But I feel like I'm also still teaching, <laughs> in sixth grade, I'm still teaching yeah. the life skills and the social skills. Right. Not that the kids didn't get it when they were with you or anything, but like, man, I feel like I'm still teaching that. Right. It's almost like we're always teaching those life guess, and social yeah, skills. I guess, but they're so important. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Because important. any, you know, I always tell my students, you know, one of the things I teach is the periodic table of elements. Well, look, if you're not going to be a chemist or a teacher that teaches chemistry, mm-hmm. you may never look at this ever again. I and have I, not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my thing is like, I... I tell them that. I, I mean, I say that straight up. You, you you may never see this ever again. Maybe I mean, obviously in high school chemistry class. But other than that, you may never see it again. But w- the important piece is to train your brain into learning something new and to, to experience new things and to be exposed to challenging topics. Right. And the life skills of working through something that's difficult. That is going to be with you no matter what career you choose, no matter what yeah. path your life goes down. Yeah, so is putting on your own jacket. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're going to do that forever. Sure are. Just today, I put on my own jacket. <laughs> Just... <laughs> and... <laughs> And you're you're I'm, you're a few years removed from uh-huh, that uh-huh. that age, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm almost an expert at it now. <laughs> I don't have to lay it down and then put my arms in and flip it over my head anymore. Right, right. But no, that that kind of stuff. Right. Pulling their sleeves up when they wash their hands. Oh, you were telling me about that. Right. How you actually teach them to pull their sleeves up. Right. Because they don't. Because a lot of times, parents do it for them. Right, right, and the, the actual physical act of they've never grabbing the sleeve right. and pulling. They have up. never had to do it before until How, they come to our class. Right, because I believe you were telling me this before that that the kids push them up instead of pull them up, or vice versa, right? It doesn't matter. I but don't I care think, how they get them up. Well, one's easier than another. Like I feel like pushing versus pulling. When you grab the sleeve and you pull. All right, we're not gonna go over the well, logistics no. of pulling your sleeves oh, up. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> you have to teach them that. Right. Maybe you have to teach me that. I don't know. <laughs> right. right. Should, we should work on that. We should. This. Well, okay. I agree that social development and life skills are really, really important. Um, I like what you said, like that, that concept of developing the brain at that early age. Yeah. How, you kind of mentioned this, but how heavy do you design your lessons and your kind of curriculum on the like reading fundamentals or math fundamentals, counting letters. Right. How heavy is that versus like what what would you say the percentages are of, you know, is it fifty fifty of I we teach this kind of fundamental okay, skill? Well, here's the thing. What you have to realize about early childhood, um, is that you they're not go- you how long are your classes? 90 minutes a day. Okay. My kids sit for about 10. Okay. <laughs> before they lose it, okay? <laughs> so their attention span is a lot smaller because right. they're little. They're sure. 3 and 4 years old. Sure. So we incorporate those things counting letters. We incorporate that through our entire day, mm. but they don't realize it. Ah, you're tricking them. Right. Well, sure. We count constantly. All the time, we're counting. We count everything. Right. You know, every time they wash their hands, they have to count. Yep. We count, you know, when we go outside to the playground, we count all the kids. We Mm -hmm. count, count, count. You know, we also talk a lot about 
um, you know, letters and, and words and we just talk a lot and right. that's how they, and they, they learn. Um, a lot of our day is spent playing. Now I don't want people to think that I just play all day. Right. Because I, I'm not, it's, it's different than what, what, when, than what you think when you say you just play all day. Right. Um, I, and showing them these different skills, through these academic play. skills, and also social skills through their play. Right, because like you said, they're not going to sit for ten minutes. They're not going to sit for more than ten minutes. You can't just sit there and lecture to these kids. Right. About well, when you get into this situation, this is how you should respond. Right. You have to. They have to be in the situation, right. and, and you've got to take constantly. that right. Yeah. Then you've got to take that moment as a teachable moment. And make it happen right there on the spot. Right. One of the biggest things um, that we have to do is give them the words. And this goes for parents, too. Parents can also do this. Give them the words to use. They don't They don't know. Okay, so, you know, they're playing. Somebody takes their toy. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get it back? Their initial thought is, let me just scream or hit them to get my toy back. Right. We will give them the words. They don't understand to say, hey, hey, you, kid. Right. I had that first. Right. Can I have it back, please? They don't, and even if they can't say all of that, you have to give them words. I had that first, or that's mine. Just giving those words so that they slowly start to incorporate that. And then, and you could hear it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I could see it on a daily basis, and I'll hear a kid say, that's mine. I had that first or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great job using your words. And right. then, then if the kid doesn't give it back, then I'll intervene and say, listen, he had this first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to, you know, then I, then I step in and, and help them alleviate the situation. Right. And I think then you have to, you have to, um, maybe even give the other student words when they're yeah. not giving it back. And we do. Yeah. They right. say, okay, can, here it is. Can I have it when you're done? Right, right. We practice that a lot. Can yeah. I have that when you're done? Awesome. I like that, giving them the words. So I guess that leads me into thinking about the difference between sending, like, you know, there's parents out there that have to wrestle with, do I send my kid to some sort of preschool or do I try to give them these experiences at home? Right, which is possible, the biggest thing about if you're just going to be a, a stay-at-home parent is the social aspect mm. um, because you act differently than another child would. So right. they can maybe, you know, they take your toy and you don't care because you're an adult. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you almost have to act like a kid a little bit and say, I had that first. So they realize that's not okay yeah. for them to take something that's yours. Right. But that that's hard. It's oh, it's yeah, because you are the adult, so you know what the right. right. You have the words. Right. You have the vocabulary. Yeah. You don't need to hit them back. You no. know, like usually right. not. Right. Yeah. Not saying that you're that's the right thing, but I'm just saying, there the the students have to learn that aspect of of dealing with someone that maybe isn't uh, an adult. Yeah. Right. So, I guess is that would you consider that being the difference between maybe a formal education setting versus, you know, being at home and and kind of getting that experience that way? Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences. Um, If you are a a stay-at-home parent who is aware of maybe what the expectations should be Mm -hmm. in that that age, um, you can maybe get away with with it. Yeah. But if you don't, like I have parents... Who bring their four-year-old to us for the first time? Yeah, and they've never put on their own jacket. Right. So they don't, and it's not even the parents' fault. They don't realize that that is an expectation you should have of a four-year-old. Right. That they can put on their own jacket. How do you learn these expectations? Well, I don't know. Facebook, right? <laughs> Facebook groups like parenting, yeah. okay. you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get, or right, ask like, a teacher, right. ask an early childhood teacher, say like, what should my kid be doing at yeah. this age? Right, and right. you know, because I've seen you work um, with 
with our niece, uh, nieces and nephew on, you know, where are they on this level, yeah. you know, and, and figuring them out. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know that stuff again. I, this is not my realm, not my expertise, but, um, right. Knowing that a four-year-old should be able to put on their jacket or yeah. like, and I, I ask you that, like, when does a kid tie their shoe? Right. I, right. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know when. Not they really even... my age yet, so right. that's good. I don't have to teach that. <laughs> do they even wear shoes? I don't like. I don't even know when you put a shoe on a kid. Um, awesome. So, I guess like, what do you think? Parents, other family members, teachers, anybody else that's maybe not in your immediate realm of early childhood education, what could they do to kind of help? cultivate that love of learning for students in you know in the age group that you're working with what could they do to help cultivate a love of learning for the students in the beginning of their school lives just just naturally kids want to learn Mm -hmm. they soak up everything like a sponge especially that that age yeah that's what i'm i mean that's really what the big i mean i couldn't do what you do your age right um for many reasons one because i'm only five foot (laughs) and anything past like third grade the probability of them being taller than me is pretty high right so i like them when they're smaller than me but anyway and i think at some point and i don't know when this is i would love to do like a, a research study about this I don't know when, because your kids love to learn. Yeah. Your age, they want it. Absolutely. My age, at my level, sixth right. grade, they're, they're, a few of them still love that. Yeah. But then there's a significant amount that don't. When do they lose it? When, when does it go away? When does it go from being, I love being, I love school, I love learning, I love my teachers, right. to being like, this is a chore, I hate going to school, is it a snow day, I hope it's a snow day, I'm praying for snow, all the time. I don't know when that, I don't know when that happens, but. I agree. And I think it's when, because I said, like I said, we play a lot. Mm-hmm. Even in kindergarten, they play a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of their learning comes through play. And then slowly they have to start, you guys have to start teaching uh, more content. Yeah. And less. Less life skill, social skill. Yeah. We still teach that. Right. But a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would say, you know, sure there's days where I have to stop my entire lesson because there's a big life lesson that we need to learn. Right. So everything gets stopped. Right. And, and I'm one of those teachers that puts a heavy emphasis on life lessons and social skills. Which is good. <clears throat> but I still also... have to teach that content. Right, because I'm I'm required by the state. Yeah. I mean, like, they're by law. I, yeah. I have to get the students to reach certain standards. Right. So when it's not... Now, I'm and I'm sure you realize, you have seen this, when you're doing, like, a really fun, maybe, science experiment... Mm-hmm. Is the, are they not way more interested in learning? Absolutely. Okay, so that's play. Right, absolutely right. To so, to, to to a sixth grader. Sure. That's play. Yeah. Right. That's when when you're just not up there lecturing. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't I don't think you do that often because no. you're a good teacher, but um that's what, what the difference is. When when you have to when you have to stop the play mm-hmm. and Yeah, you know, I, now that uh, that's so interesting because I've never thought about it like that. Where, you know, at my level and certainly high school level, we talk about engagement and how do you grab the student's attention and keep them engaged? Yeah, let them play. Right. What we're mean, what we, what we're really saying there is how do we make this fun uh, and playful? Yeah. That's really what we're saying. Yeah. Because we're going back to their roots Uh of learning during play. Right. That's that's interesting. I like that thought a lot. I had a professor in college who, um, she was teaching math. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was the education of math. Right. So she would give us these, um, you know, like manipulative objects. Yeah. And we, we were going to do a lesson using them. And she was showing us how you would teach, you know, a classroom full of kids. So she would give us the stuff and then go, you have two minutes to play with these. Because that's all kids want to do. Yes. You get all these like, you know, they could be yep. those, uh, you know, Unifix blocks. Yep. And she would she would say, now play with them for two minutes. Bef- yep. And then we'll start our lesson. Absolutely. I still do that with our snap circuit kits. We have those 
I don't know if you ever played with a snap circuit kit. It's like one of those big electric um, things where you have a bunch of pieces. You connect them all together. You put in a batteries, and then like stuff happens. A oh, fan yeah, blows, okay, or yeah. a speaker plays music, or something I didn't like that. Have that. That must be new. Well, I don't know. You're old, so yeah. mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? But <laughs> the first thing I do is when I hand those out, I literally say, "You have ten minutes." It's a little bit longer time because sure. they're, they're more intricate. But you have ten minutes to just go nuts, just play, mess around, mess up the boxes, whatever you want to do. Right. And then we'll start And then we're going to come back. Because they're not, if you don't give them that, they're not going to want to start a lesson. They're not going to listen. No. Not at all. Um, So in that playtime in in the early childhood education setting, what are you doing to encourage the learning? Like, you know, maybe... Can you give me, like, maybe a specific example? Sure. It's all the time. Um, uh, let me th- I'm just thinking, you know, we're playing with uh, blocks. Yeah. Okay. So we're building a tower with blocks because kids love building towers and sure. knocking them over, and that's totally fine. Um, so we build two towers. Oh, which one's taller? Uh. And then that gives them um, a, 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 you know, mathematical... Measurement. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And taller, shorter. We're learning new vocabulary. Right. Yeah. Is a lot of it vocabulary acquisition? Um, some, yeah. I mean, like I feel like Yeah. At your age, I I'm I'm gonna make up a statistic here. Oh god. Get ready. <laughs> Kids learn a million words at the age. I don't know if that's right. that's wrong. But they were they learn a lot of words yeah. at that young age. Yeah. And all of my teachers out there that know what that number is, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> There's a number right. of words that the kids learn in those early ages, yeah. and it's a huge it amount. It is a lot of words, yeah. And you, someone has to provide that word to them. Right. Okay, so here's another thing, maybe a little off topic. Okay. But talking about vocabulary. Yeah. Some of your students, um, English is their second language. Uh, yeah. Or maybe English is their first, but... They're, the language that's happening at home is not English. Right. What's the difference maybe when you're teaching those students that vocabulary versus someone that oh, English gosh. is... Well, let me just start by saying okay, go. that I know very little Spanish. Okay. <laughs> I mean very little. I would say very little in Spanish, but I don't even know how to say because it's pequeño. I think you're right. Um, anyway... <laughs> That you would be absolutely so surprised how quickly they pick up English. Sure. Me and my coworker, she speaks less than I do. <laughs> and they pick it up. That. Yeah, so quickly. Right. But do you ha- do you feel like you have to sometimes start at a lower level? Like maybe, I don't know, I'm going to say this, maybe taller, shorter isn't the words of the day. Maybe it's hello, goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sometimes you have to differentiate Absolutely, that yeah. vocabulary based on their level. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like there's more to talk about between, uh, like going back to what we were saying before. Because of this vocabulary conversation I'm just having with you, it's making me realize and that how important it is to point out that this is different than babysitting. Like right there alone, that that concept of vocabulary is very different than just babysitting things, and I feel like that's a I feel like that's I feel like we didn't make that point well enough. I feel like we need to drive that point home. Yeah, that it's so so different than just play. Right, and it's different than just well, okay. So let me just, making sure that they're safe. Let and me just fit. tell you, my center that I'm at right mm-hmm. now, we. Run, and I can't speak for anybody else sure. in the early childhood field, but we run a very structured program. Okay. Now I tell you that we play a lot, but that but it's really structured play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are only only you know three kids are allowed in this center, and then they they can't you know then they have to clean up before it. It's a lot of um, just. Structure. Control. Right. Like, and why do you have, I mean, other than just management. Well, because management, there's 20 of them. <laughs> well, right. Other than management, though, do you think there, I mean, there's definitely educational value to that structure and to that, yeah. like, kind of rule following, if you will. Yeah. Like, Yeah. We, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of it is because we need to have 
uh, control. Right, because like there's two of you and 20 of them. Correct. <laughs> and it gets insane. Yes. <laughs> Um, but so, so the first week or two of school is Mm -hmm. like just being on them about everything. Like, don't do this, don't do this, go over here, you're over here, you know, do this, Mm -hmm. whatever. And they pick up on it so quickly. It's, it's all about consistency. I mean, you probably have never seen someone so consistent as me and my coworker. (laughs) We're like... Like, you have the same words that you say at the same time oh of day. Oh, my gosh. Right. right. When it's time. Right. And, but it also means if I say no to that, no, you can't do that, that means no, you can't do that. Right. And it's not, there's no flexibility There's no there. negotiation. Right. Right. And we have to be like that. And at the be- the beginning, yeah, it sounds like we're being tough on them, but you have to be. Oh, yeah. And then by end of September, October, it's like, whew, a breeze. Right. And the everybody all the kids know the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents know what they're what is expected of them. Right. Um, and we just have a then we have a lot of fun. Yeah. So we have to be really hard on them at the beginning and then it's great. Right. It's it is film. it is fun for me, again, because you're my sister and I get to hear the stories. It's fun for me at the beginning of the year when you it's like after that first day of school for you, I, re, I you you know, you always talk to me about that first day of school and say it was awful. They don't know anything. They don't know our routines. It is hurting cats. Right. <laughs> like, they, yeah. they do not know our routines. They do not know our rules. So the good thing about my program is that we have the kids for two years. So right. they, if they come to us at three, then they will stay there for the following year before they mm-hmm. go to kindergarten. Right. So we try to have our classes basically be half and half three and fours right so the four-year-olds are returning from last year they already know the routines they know the structure sure they know what's expected of them and while it might be a little bit of a summer slip right they but they they, pick up quickly yeah you should i mean i feel like people don't like they underestimate this age kids they're capable of a lot i would agree with you that a lot of times i mean i do it myself right they're capable of a lot they can learn a lot they can help a lot. A lot of times the returners from the previous year will come and, and even if they were awful the year before, mm-hmm. and when I say awful, I mean just like they didn't get the routine <laughs> right. and you're like, uh, are you on this planet? But they come back and that they are the biggest helpers. Yeah. And that this goes also with the um, the Spanish speaking. The Spanish kids, I'll say, can you tell him? In Spanish. And, yeah. <laughs> And they will. It's so funny. They can. That's so cute. Yeah. That's really awesome. And it's funny how the kids will step up when they are automatically pushed into a leadership role. I mean, it's not like you're telling them you have to show them how to do this, but they automatically go into that role and they they step up. And even though they may not have followed the routines the last year, they're going to this year because now they have to show somebody else how to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really good. And that's that's a a really helpful part of our program. Right. Because we don't have to start brand new, only half new. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then that other half can help. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I like how you have kids being the official translators. Oh, absolutely. I feel like you should give them a badge or something. Yeah. Um... I, what other, you have so many good stories. Oh. Oh, that's one of my favorite things is when you, when you text me or you call me and say, I got a good one for you today. Right. Like, you're yeah. going to, you're going to laugh at this one. Uh, any, anything, ha, you, how many years have you been doing this? At this place, um, over six. Over six. But, oh, but in the early childhood education field, you've oh, been. since 2004. Okay. 15. <laughs> yeah. 15 years. Think about that for a second. Oh my God. Right. You've never done that math, have you? No, that's a long time. 15 years you've been doing this. Yeah. So that's a significant... You've that seen... That makes me a, feel really old, but yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. You are. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you've seen a lot of stuff. Is there anything that still has happened recently that's caught you off guard that you were like, wow, that was... Um, that's a new one. I, I probably probably not at, really? at this point anymore. Nothing really surprises me. Okay. I mean something. You're I'll seeing be like, something new, but oh my gosh! <laughs> but does it surprise me? No. Okay. I have there's, it's constantly you know that show kids say the darnest things. Yeah. It's that's my life. <laughs> I'm twenty, every day. Right. Yeah. Right. They say real funny things. Right. 
Any that you're that come to your head that you want to share? Right. Well, uh, just we're, our our theme is animals right now. Okay. And so we're naming animals. Oh man, what was it? Hippocado. Hippocado. Right. right. I think she was combining hippopotamus and maybe avocado. <laughs> Which isn't an animal, but she knows that word because we just did letter A also. Oh, so she was... So she just combined... Hippocado? Yep, she was real proud of that, too. Like, did she raise her hand and say, like, I've got an animal. Yeah. A a hippocado. Uh Uh-huh. And what's your response? Like, do you just laugh? I say, write that down. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because we keep, we keep, oh, yeah. You and your coworker keep Uh notes. Yes. (laughs) Of all these funny things. But the one that always that comes back to me, I had a little boy who, um, he, he didn't speak a whole lot of English when mm-hmm. he started. It was getting better. But he would still sometimes forget English words. Like, he wouldn't, he knew what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. So then it was like a game of charades. And it's real fun. <laughs> and so he was t- trying to describe to me what he saw he was out with his dad um you know you know the big um the with the fire and the water and the woo 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 (laughs) i'm like uh fire truck (laughs) yes that's the one so it's like yeah it's a catchphrase yeah (laughs) right he was like i can't remember the word fire truck i think it was the red and the water and the woo 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 right that's I still say that sometimes. Right. That just makes me smile. Because he... He was wanted yeah. to communicate with you. Yeah. Just didn't quite have the word to right. say. But he knew all the words around it. Yeah. It's like that... Um, it's like catchphrase. Yeah. Right. right. It's like that game. Um, do you think that there's... And I know that there are. What is something that the general public... Yeah. Or teachers that are not in the early childhood education field... Would find surprising that happens on a that happens on a regular basis for you. I mean, the times number of times that I have to say, "Why is this wet?" <laughs> is probably far too many. <laughs> or the the times that I get sneezed directly into my eyeballs. Oh, that is really too much. See, yeah, too much. I, going back to me saying that I would last a week. Yeah. It, the moment that that happens, <laughs> if the moment that that happens, I'm done. And if it happened in the first day, then I'm done in the first day. First twenty minutes, I'm I'm out. It would happen. That is. Yeah, I mean, kids are gross, but uh, but they're fun. Right. Um, Your immune system after fifteen years of this, it's got to be top notch. It is like <laughs> just steel. Right. <laughs> it's a I yeah. Uh, I don't get sick very often. What do you think, when like when you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. when something didn't go well, is there a, a story, a situation, or just like a concept about your job that you think about to kind of cheer you up? Because like, um, in a, can I just give you an example? Yeah. So one of my favorite stories, and I think I've even told it on this podcast before, was my first year teaching, really into a lesson, really excited about it. And calling this kid that I saw wasn't really paying attention. And I was really excited because I was like kind of calling him out a little bit, you know, and kind of like getting his attention back and reminding him that he needs to pay attention. So I looked in, I'm like, hey, what's the answer? And he was like, uh, and he just goes, Mr. Stein, I got to be honest, I wasn't paying attention. And so I said, okay, well, thanks for your honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you thinking about? And without missing a beat, he goes, I was counting the ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many? And again, without missing a beat, he goes, 72, but I'm not finished yet. <laughs> and so then the whole class now is yeah. heads up, counting the ceiling tiles. Right. I think about that moment whenever I'm thinking about, oh, why don't these kids know this? And why don't they learn this? And why aren't they getting it? And, you know, I'm grading tests and, like, there's a question that everyone's getting wrong or something. Yeah. I think they might have just been count- counting the ceiling tiles. And to them... You know, that 90 minutes is a long time. Yeah. And so I'm just reminded that I need to be really engaging. I need to break up that 90 minutes. I need to give them movement breaks and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I think about that moment to, to kind of bring myself back to reality. Yeah. And go, they, they might have just been counting ceiling tiles. That's like right. my go-to. Yeah. Do you have moments think, like that? No. Well, not really specifically like that. I think just um, if I'm having a particularly hard day... 
um, I will just sit down and talk to them because mm-hmm. I love that. And I don't, because we are doing a lot of things yeah. um, throughout the day and we, um, we have a lot of uh, evaluations that we do constantly and we're taking observations of them and what, what can they do and what right. do we need to work on and, you know, we're doing small group things. But if I'm, if I'm just real stressed or whatever, I will just stop doing that and just sit down while they're playing and just talk to them. Maybe they're drawing. And I'm like, what are you drawing there? And we'll just have a conversation. And it's that is really what puts everything back into perspective. Right. Like, all right. Like, because they... This is a little human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're real fun. Yeah. They're real fun to talk to. Yeah. When you get... And then a lot of times... So, I mean, I'm like a, a crazy person. Yeah. And so, you know, we've... they. We can make each other laugh, and we can joke around, mm-hmm. and they're they're pretty good at that. Right. Yeah. Um, it sounds like your job is a lot of fun. Yeah. It, I mean, it's stressful. Right. Is there, I was just going to ask. Is not, there? It is not for everyone. Right. Is there an aspect that maybe isn't so fun? Um, yeah. I mean, there's 20, you know, three-year-olds, three and four-year-olds. <laughs> That's... N- <laughs> can't be fun. But, but it's what I love to do yeah and you're real I good think at everybody's it. Jo- job is a little bit stressful sometimes sure right? sure everyone has their i'm just wondering what what for you was the is it just the chaotic nature yeah oh yeah just the the uncontrollable yeah i'm moments. yeah i'm kind of a control freak right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, maybe this isn't the best career <laughs> Should I change careers now? Maybe. Oh, man. I wasted 15, 15 years. <laughs> 15 years. I'm going to quit tomorrow. Um, you mentioned before, though, that you have to like sometimes like take notes of what kids are able to do or what students are not able to yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, how much of your job is like, I don't know, maybe like taking in those that, that quantitative data mm-hmm. and and then reorganizing your lessons or your, your yeah. teachable moments to fit in those, to fill in those gaps? Like how much of, how much time do you focus on that? Um, well, I don't have like an exact number for you. No, I'm just wondering. But we do, uh, we follow the early learning standards. Okay. Um, which is also, you know, if parents want to know what the expectations are, that's where they go. Not Facebook groups. Go back, edit that out. (laughs) Okay, I'll go back and I'll just say it right now. Early learning standards. Okay, I'll yeah, go crop that should, back in. <laughs> that's what they should go to. I mean, they can. You can access that. Access that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anybody can. Right. Right. So you follow those standards. Right. Yeah. So and then we and at this point, I kind of know. Uh, well, right. Right. I'm you've like, been okay, doing it for long enough. Right. If whether they're on track or not. But, yeah. But so that's when when we do like small groups. Um, it'll just be. Oh, hey, these kids don't know position words. They don't know under, above, next to, stuff like that. Okay. Which is one of the, you know, things. Position words. So we'll take a small group, maybe, you know, three kids, and we'll just practice it. Mm-hmm. And then... Right. And that's kind of like your, I'll say, lesson, if you will. I keep saying lesson, but maybe you don't call them that. Like, do you less, do you yeah. plan lessons? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we have lesson plans. But, um... Right, that will just be part. We just lesson plan in small group time, so it'll be right. the other kids are playing, right. and we'll just take you know three or four kids, right. whoever need help with that specific um, standard, and we'll. So you're really that. you're really customizing the learning, yeah, for every single kid. Absolutely, yeah. Because there's obviously at at that age, there can be so such a big gap in development yeah a, a big gap is that i mean that has to be difficult to, um, i mean because you're, you're saying you have 20 students right there's 20 and, different right and and you know like okay i have 90 students mm-hmm. and i would argue that they're at 90 different levels right okay, right sure but sure. my difference between the levels yeah is pretty slim yeah you know there's I, I have my lower students and I have my higher students but the difference between them is not much right and I feel like at the ages of three four and five yeah that difference can be huge yeah right it, well it can seem huge yeah yeah right maybe right because had a kid that left my class reading and writing in English and Spanish 
Right. Right. And then you have kids that cannot yeah. do either Put one on of those. Their own jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pushing this jacket thing. All parents. You need to teach your kid how to put their jacket on. It's very frustrating. When we're trying to get outside, we only have 30 minutes out there. we got to put all 20 <laughs> kids' coats on and zip them up. It's like, and everyone's shoes is untied. Right. And so jacket, put that's the one takeaway you want from everybody. <laughs> <getting out. laughs> all right, everybody. You heard it here first. Get kids to learn how to put their jacket on. It's just little, it's just little life skills. Let right. them. I think that again that people don't they don't parents don't take time to let the kids try fail and try again yeah because if they try and fail the parents gonna automatically do it right. and I don't mean to say all parents I'm not a parent here I am judging I, parents but me neither I know <laughs> neither one of us are parents but we've seen it happen yeah where the parent does that and then just goes oh well, I don't have time for you to continue to fail and try right. again or they don't even give they don't know that they should be giving them that opportunity right. It's right. it's not something that they're like, oh, they're yeah. only three. I'm going to put their jacket on for them. They're still a baby. Right. They're not right. a they're, baby anymore. Right. They're three. Yeah. You know. And they need to be able to do be a little bit independent. Yeah. Yeah. Independ- yeah. And I think um, I, I can definitely see how that would be hard for parents to handle that. Yeah. Just because like you, you know, maybe you're going through the whole, like, I don't want to let go of my baby. Right. And then there's other times where you're like, I don't know what they're, I don't know I where think, they should be. I think be. a lot of, it's more of that one. Right. It's more of, they don't realize that their kid could possibly be doing these things. Yeah. Right. You know. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Was there something else before I kind of wrap this up? Um, just one thing I was thinking when you asked me to do this, um, about how much I couldn't do what you do, mm-hmm. but I wanted, now maybe you're different, but do you act a fool in your class? A hundred percent. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Do your kids think you're cool then? No. Oh. I'm, I'm okay. a nerd. Right. So there's the difference. Mm-hmm. When I act like a crazy person, I, you should see me sing and dance. Oh yeah. But that makes me cool. No, I am not cool. I am, I am the, the, I'm a nerd. And, but here's the thing. I sing a dance. Yeah. I jump on desks. Uh-huh. I jump around. I like, you know, I, I make a bird call sometimes when I yeah. want kids' attention. Oh, you know, awesome. kaka, kaka. Great. Right. When a kid's like counting ceiling tiles. Right. I'll bird call them. Yes. Um, and, and, and I'm weird. Right. Right. And, and so the kids see me as weird, nerdy, um, and I'll even say the thing, like, I'll say things like, Guys, I'm really hip. <laughs> and they're like, we don't use the word hip anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm really, really I just saw a shirt hip. that said was cool once. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's me. Yeah. I was definitely, I'm definitely that guy. Right. Um, but my kids... That, you're a rock star. I, oh, yeah. They still think I'm cool. See, that's the difference. Right. They want to learn. I'm bigger than them. And they still think I'm cool. Yeah. And that's why I do early childhood. <laughs> <laughs> So that <laughs> just for, the past, cool. <laughs> for the past 15 years, you've been cool to a bunch of three, four, and five-year-olds. and The this, coolest. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what you rate your success on. The coolest. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Um, all right, let's wrap this up here. First of all, thank you so much for spending uh, this time with me because... I know you weren't, you were hesitant to do this, Yeah. but it's, it's a super important topic and I don't know anyone better to talk about it than you because you've been doing it for a long time and you're very, very good at it and successful at it. Thanks. Um, but I like to wrap up with something. Um, every episode I wrap up with a question. I try to wrap up with something that is, um, typically could get a cliche answer, but I try to stay away from them and I will call you out if you give one because mm-hmm. I don't like cliche answers. Mm-hmm. Like... Just give it your all. Mm-hmm. No, nobody knows what that means. Uh, so what advice would you have for people who are working with younger students, three, four, five years old? Or, or you know, that, that young age. What kind of advice do you have for people that are that are working with those people? Not like me. Like, don't give me advice because I, I stay away from three, four, and five-year-olds. I run away. Or you stay away from advice. Or, and, and I also stay away from your advice. Yes, I stay away from your advice and a lot of things. Um, oh, gosh. The biggest thing is consistency. Mm. It's, it's so important. 
and they they will just get it. Like you just have to be consistent and have some patience mm-hmm. and um you know, they'll 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 come around. They yeah. 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 And they're capable of so much more than you than people give them credit for. I think that's a big one. Yeah. And I think that is a uh, that's a learning for me because right. I I typically think that those students can't. Right. When they absolutely could. Yeah. And can. Yeah. And will. Right. They will do it. Yeah. Awesome. I, you know, I've never had a kid who didn't never stopped crying when their parent left. Right. <laughs> right. It's it, you right. know that because that's a big thing at the beginning of the year. Because mm-hmm. it's a you, a lot of times the first time they're away from their parents. Separation. Yeah, and um, I've never had a kid who never stopped doing that. <laughs> like eventually they will stop. Right. You it, just need to be consistent. Right. It may take three days. It may take three months. But they'll stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to right. You have to don't just take them out of school because they're crying. Right. Be consistent. Keep them keep them in there. It's so good for them. It's so important. Mm-hmm. They will learn so much. I mean, I can... I see it because I have... Um, so right now I have a lot of siblings of kids that I had previously. Oh, okay. And so the older ones will come back mm-hmm. and they'll go like, I remember this class. Yeah, right. We, you know, we used to do whatever. And they're like big and grown now. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you? But... But... Um, it's fun to see them grow, and or they'll go to their kindergarten registration, and at kindergarten registration and reading, they have to um, uh, like write their name, or they ask them, you know, certain questions, uh-huh. and then the parents will come back, and they're so proud. Yeah, they're like he knew how to write his first and last name. I'm like, yes, right. like it just, it you know, a sense of accomplishment. Right, it's really that's fun to see. Yeah, I think you get that a lot because again, because those skills that you're teaching them is are so critical. I. Sometimes I don't I don't get to see that all the time. Yeah, because but, you're doing chemistry, but then next year, what are they doing? R- right, biology. Right. So they they like, won't immediately use those skills. Yeah. Right. You'll I need to, to wait, wait until, until they're a chemist. Right. I can't wait for one of my students to become a chemist. Right. And then I can go. There it is. There. There's all the of this work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and uh, come back anytime. Right. Um, thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye.